1: Previously on Oldie But A Goodie, a lot happened. A a lot. A lot has been happening this year. Sandro is stuck back in time, having to jump forward one year at a time, reviewing different movies week in, week out, while Zack teleports himself into the body of a random person from that year. They're also joined by guests and a lovely little orphan chap, there's something up with him, though. Oh, but there's an evil man called Harry Grindel Matthews who is a real person. And he's messing up time, and Sandro's got to stop him before the time is up. When last we saw the crew, they were on board a time and space police vehicle with Haunted by Han. I can't be bothered explaining what happened, so I'm going to do an anime previously on and just play you the last minute of that episode.
0: Here we go. Do you know how to fly this thing?
1: How hard can it be? I'm on yeah. TikTok.
0: That's yeah, true. yeah, that's true. You're a TikTok uh, influencer and you know
2: everything. It does just seem to be a bunch of buttons and dials. I'm yeah, I gonna, don't know why one I'm of the just... dials
0: is on the wall behind the control panel. It looks seems... like a big compass. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. going to push this one. Oh, no. No. oh no, the plates, they're going everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, oh Cutlery and crockeries oh, everywhere. God. Oh my God. We're rapidly going through time. Oh my God. Because we put you in this time prison, it's messed up the timeline. What do you mean? We're gonna have to- we're- Look, we're going to have to dump you off into the future. In the future? Just jump yeah, out. Just jump out. Years.
2: But, Zach, you don't understand. I can't skip a few years because if I don't review one movie a year, time will get destroyed. Yeah,
0: that's right. Uh, you're going to have to do, like, three movies at once. Three movies at once? Yeah, like, just pick a series. Just do Fuck three you. movies at once. Yeah, quickly. we haven't done
2: a Hitchcock movie. What does Hitchcock... What, do, I what, don't what, know. You? Just pick one. Uh, quick. Uh, pick nine, three. Uh, oh, my God. It seems like he released... Vertigo, North by Northwest, and Psycho, one year after each other. Let's just oh, do okay, all just three do, of those. Yeah, let's let's do me. all of them. Get out! Get oh out!
1: Get out! Oh my God! God get out! Well, that's enough wasting of your time. That's a big boom. Yes, we get it. Very dramatic. Let's just do the episode. This is a very long previously on. I know they took a bunch of weeks off, but that doesn't excuse the fact that we we're, we're doing we're doing the episode. Enjoy.
0: Imagine a year where two people bully a man for being afraid of heights. That's
2: 1958, Zach, but imagine a year where a man
0: is gaslit into being James Bond. Oh my god, well that's 1959, but imagine a year where Hershey's chocolate and a watermelon create the greatest thriller of all time. I don't know what that year is. Oh, that's uh that's nineteen sixty. Ah
2: I bet you're wondering what happened after the last cliffhanger. Why it's been a couple weeks, but I'm here. My name's Sandro Felcher and I'm in pur- I'm in pur- I'm in purgatory. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Oldie But a Goodie. I'm in purgatory. I was just going through my uh, American poet phase there for a bit. I'm in purgatory. Um but this is still Oldie But a Goodie. I'm in an escape pod. So I was in a spaceship it blew up. And uh, we all got into different escape pods, and we all kind of got sent out throughout space and time, and um, I'm in purgatory. I think time might be fucked, and I don't really know how to fix it. I did pick three Hitchcock movies for this week, but uh, I don't don't know if we're going to be able to do them. Now that I'm here in purgatory, you've got to join me at a bad time. This might be a terrible episode. Anyway, I'm going to now recount my favorite 100 episodes of Doctor Who. So, it all started with... What was that? That's the first noise I've heard outside of my own voice in about
0: 10 days. Oh, howdy there. Oh my god, who are you? Why, it's me, Percy Spencer, inventor of the microwave. How do you do, sir? Percy Spencer, but we haven't seen you in over 10 episodes (laughs) since Tarzan and the Mermaids in 1948. Well, yes, and there's a good reason for that, you see. Oh. You know, while I invented the microwave and uh, did other important things, like joining the Navy and other stuff that no one really cares about, yep. I, uh, I had a little microwave accident. You see, I was trying to make a microwave that could perfectly cook a meal instantaneously. That
2: would be amazing, because every time I do a microwave, it's always cold in the middle.
0: Exactly. I needed... Well, we're still working on the cold in the middle part, but oh. I wanted it to cook like that. You know, you have to sit there, wait two minutes. People got to be, time is money, and money is important to some capitalistic people. So, I decided to invent a microwave that could cook a meal instantaneously. Okay. I activated it, and then it sent me to purgatory. Oh. I've been trapped in here for, uh, I don't know how long, actually. Do you have any, uh, do you have any food on you?
2: No. No. I kind of um I kind of uh, came at peace with the constant feeling of hunger around 40 No, I want to say maybe 60 hours into it. I was mm, like I'm not yeah. going to eat again. And I've been fine ever since. Honestly, it's a great diet that everyone should try.
0: Yeah, that's That seems like you're promoting anorexia, but I do have some hot pockets. So if you oh. want if you want a hot pocket.
2: Oh, I just buddy put them in the microwave. How about that? We'll chuck it on. Um, give it about ten seconds. You could send us into a time rift. Um, and now they're done. Let's let's get the hot pocket. I'm gonna eat. Oh my god, it's burning in the middle. It's it's called a hot
0: pocket. I don't I don't know what to tell you. It's scalding hot. I I mean yes, it's my only source of food. I luckily have thousands of them though. Hey, Percy
2: Spencer, you invented the microwave, so you must know about time and space. Obviously, how do we get out of Purgatory?
0: Oh, it's quite simple. Well, um. You see, you have fractured the timeline with your uh, time copy shenanigans causing a massive uh, flying ship explode in a violent time-related explosion, causing a big time rift, causing this big land of purgatory that I was sucked into in the first place. I think you need to fix the timeline by watching some movies, because that's how you've been jumping through, right? You You have this portal ability that's sending you forward in time. You just need to do that, like, three times in a row, real quick. Real quick, but I don't have the thing on me to do it. That's all right. I think when we're in purgatory, it doesn't matter where you are or when you are. As long as you watch the movies, we should be fine, right? So
2: if I watch the movies and then review the movies one after another... Yes. We'll be fine. We don't have to do three separate episodes. It's all going to be in one episode?
0: Yeah, that'd be probably best. Probably get them all, like, quickly out there, you know? You don't want to play around with time, even though we have infinite time.
2: All right, well, I guess we could do that. Is Zach able to beam into you? Because I don't think you'd be a very fun co-host, Percy Spencer.
0: I don't know, but he travels through here a lot, so maybe we can pick him up as he's traveling through.
2: Oh, okay. Sounds good.
0: Sounds good. One second, I'll go get him. Oh, I dropped a plate. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. You dropped a
2: plate on the way out. Yeah, it's the microwave
0: plate. We're not going to be able to heat up any of the hot pockets. We're going to have to have cold pockets.
2: Oh my god, the only thing worse than cold pockets is a cold dog.
0: Oh, I saw him go past. A wave, a wave. He can beam into me. You beam me. Whoa. Sandro, what are you doing in purgatory?
2: That giant ship explosion, uh, it sent me here.
0: What are you talking
2: about? That sounds like some real bullshit you've just made up. And I was like right on the brink of picking three Hitchcock movies for us to review back to back to back, but oh. now we've gotta do it
0: all in one episode. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, because you need to do them all in one episode to fix the timeline, right? I apparently that's how it works. That makes perfect logical sense.
2: Alright, well, let's go and watch the movies. Wait, hang on. I forgot that I can't just do that and time will happen because we're in the Yeah, no,
0: we're we're in the the time. We're we're just going to have to smash cut. Oh, that
2: sucks. That's so boring. And transition. Oh my God, that was a lot of
0: movie. That was a lot. These are long movies. Why did you pick three of them? Well, we hadn't done a Hitchcock
2: movie yet and I was like, let's do three Hitchcock movies.
0: Let's do three in a row of like some of the longest movies we've done this year. Well, he, you
2: know, he's one of the best. You know, he's known as one of the best directors of all time. These are the three movies where I would say he really found his style. Um, but they are all quite long, actually.
0: Now that yeah, I think yeah. about it, I, I mean, it was still good. I still think there was a, a lot to be absorbed here. A lot yes. to, you know, it was very interesting uh but we'll we'll get into it as we get along you know that's right No spoilers
2: and we've got three movies to get through so we better bloody speed through these we're gonna do we we better get going we better get going we're gonna go through them one at a time we'll do a little bit of spoilers we'll rate it then we'll go into some spoilers uh there'll be the time codes in the episode description if you want to jump to whatever you want to listen to let's kick it off with vertigo yes let's do a bit
0: of spoilers then spoilers
2: no non-spoilers did i say spoilers <laughs> you said spoilers ah fuck i've Kitted been in, in purgatory and i haven't slept or eaten in two weeks <laughs>
0: well you had a hot pocket but it burnt your tongue so you know
2: it did burn my tongue and i can still feel it yeah yeah
0: that, le- that even though we've watched like six hours of movies you can still feel that hot pocket burn. exactly
2: it's still there zach alfred hitchcock uh, you've obviously heard his name before I've heard of Cox, yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen an Alfred Hitchcock
0: film before in your life? Possibly? Mm. I don't know. The thing is, uh, I'm going to let you know. For a lot of movies, I don't know who directed them. (laughs) I I don't care. It's fair. Like, I hear about the directors, and if I go see a good movie, I'll be like, who directed this? Oh, this guy. Oh, that's cool. I'll go check out some more of what they did, you know? Okay. And that's how I treat directors. Otherwise... I don't fucking know. There's a guy called Zack Schneider. That's a cool name.
2: Yeah, but his movies are kind of bad. Oh, uh, there goes the comments. They're popping off. I can see him already.
0: Oh, you just don't understand, Sandra, Right? You just don't get his style. It's too deep and too dark for you to understand. You see, he's taking a dark take on a franchise that needed a lift. And Zack Schneider is the one to do it. So if you don't allow him to to embrace himself.
2: It's a lot of slow-mo, isn't it? It's just a lot of <laughs> slow-mo. That's all it is.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. that's That makes sense. I'm like, why does this man hate specifically Zack Snyder? Oh, yeah, because he uses a lot of slow-mo. That makes I sense. I
2: hate Zack Snyder. I like the Snyder cut. It's pretty good. Yeah, but you hate slow-mo. That's true. Yeah, and that's fair. No wonder I hated the Flash. Whenever he runs, it goes into slow-mo. <laughs>
0: yeah, for, for a, a movie that's about the fastest man alive, that sure did slow <laughs> it sure down a is lot. Sure is a lot of slow uh,
2: So what you're telling me, Zach, is, is that you've never seen a 39 Steps or a Dial M for Murder or a
0: The Birds. I have seen Birds. <laughs> I think I actually have seen Birds before. Yeah, that one's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that one's hilarious. But the other one's definitely not. Alright,
2: well, we'll kick it off. Uh, 1958 is Vertigo, um, starring someone who we've actually seen before this year, James Stewart, who was the leading man in It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Ah, that's where I'd seen him before. I knew I recognized him, but I couldn't, I wouldn't have told you. You could have given me a thousand guesses for a hundred, less than a hundred episodes we did this year. I still wouldn't have got it right.
2: Yeah, I was like, like half an hour in, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere and I was like, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up. Oh, it's that guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty good. He's great in this. Vertigo. Uh, again, non spoilers. But Vertigo. It's about a man who has. Wait for it.
0: A little bit of vertigo. Oh, that's a bit of a spoiler, Sandra. A bit of a spoiler. Bit of a spoiler.
2: He's a detective, and he's got detect a detective
0: case. And the cases twist and turns. Spoiler, he's not a detective, but he is one, but he's not one. No, well, he was, and then he got vertigo. <laughs> but then he got vertigo. The greatest and worst disease you could possibly get. You know, one that comes up in daily life. You know, I hate it when I take three steps up a stepladder and then suddenly I'm looking down onto the street and I get vertigo.
2: That scene was really incredible though. The way the soundtrack just drops out is he's like wavering his
0: foot on the chair. Oof. It was very silly. I think, I think the plot being that vertigo is like this, oh, look out for vertigo. Like, I feel like you can work around that. I feel like real life I can't remember a situation... In the last year where vertigo would have been a problem for me.
2: I mean, I have vertigo, but, like, I also work in theatres and have to sometimes change lights. You have vertigo? Yeah, I've got vertigo, and so I've I've got to be, like, above the ground. And I'm like, oh, I feel a bit dizzy right now.
0: See? I've known you since you were three, and I didn't know you had vertigo. Exactly. It's not that debilitating. It's it's not bad. (laughs) It's not that bad. Yeah, see? There you go. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow, that's crazy. So you could relate to this movie.
2: It definitely affects people pretty
0: heavily, though. Like, yeah. it can definitely be a bad phobia. There's also different levels of vertigo, I think, as well. Because there's, like, light vertigo and then heavy, which I suppose he's supposed to have very heavy vertigo. Because mm. he he gets heavily affected. Like, he's very dizzy.
2: I mean, I feel like uh, part of the reason why he's got Vertigo... This is based off a French novel. I haven't done any Mm. research into that. I don't know if he's got Vertigo in the novel. But for the movie, they created that effect where they're zooming in and out at the same time that was created for this movie to show that he has wow. vertigo so maybe that's, that's the reason cool. why it's called vertigo because they were like we cre- we discovered a cool thing that, that you can do with a camera
0: yeah yeah i mean it works for the plot and i think it, it it's cool i just think it's kind of silly at the same time look i'm just saying people with vertigo just get over it just lol get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but but Zach, they can't
2: bloody get over it because to get over it, oh, you gotta look down. Oh, because to get over it, you have to go
0: up and then you go down. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I can't believe I was so insensitive. This feels ableist and offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the idea, Sandro. I'm also scared of heights though, so I really can't talk. Yeah, I I don't get vertigo. I'm just I'm just scared. It's not even it's heights, but wind. It's specifically windy heights. I think that, it, that... I'm
2: the, I'm the same. When there's wind, I'm like, eh, fuck this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I did go rock climbing once and it was like, nah, nah. Okay. See, for me, it's like, I'm fine
2: with like a steep drop, but it's if I, it depends on how
0: much uh, detail I can see on the ground mm. for me. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I have, I have the whole thing. I remember back when I was younger, I went like four stories up rock climbing and then that was it. Okay. No, no more stories for me. Um, But I think nowadays I could probably do it. You know, I've I've lost a lot of those fears, like arachnophobia and stuff. I still have it, but you know, I can conquer it, sort of thing. Yeah, but it, it's a thing. We'll get you up on the Eureka Tower. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll yeah. live stream it. Too. Oh, great! That that sounds great. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: pretty bad. It's pretty bad actually. Yeah, it's bad because it costs twenty dollars to enter a building. Anyway, what? um, that's absolute garbage. Zach, what did you think of Vertigo before we've run out of time in our non spoiler section? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, wow. Um, it was a Shakespearean tragedy. Mm. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, a little, little long. Yeah. But that was sort of, it was a little artsy in that way. You know, they like it to be nice and long. So you got that build up of things that are happening. I did like the twist. Mm. Um, I wasn't expecting it at all. Okay. And I liked the plot. The characters were a bit bland. I don't know if that's uh, a yeah. you know what I mean. Like there wasn't much happening.
2: We'll get to that in spoilers, but I I agree. Yeah, yeah. I I I feel like I I loved the first forty minutes. I was so on board. Mm. I was having a fun time. I was like, "This is great. I love this." And then it started a trail off. I think because of the characters, because the characters aren't strong. And there's some weird stuff here that it w- we'll get to in spoilers. Where I'm like, if this was done slightly different, I think I would have really enjoyed this. Mm. But I do like all the, the twists and turns, and I think the acting's great. And I mean, it, like, it's a Hitchcock movie, so technically, on a directing scale, this is as good, if not better, than like a Nolan movie. It's as good as a modern day movie, like directing wise. The editing is rough, though. Mm. I don't know if you noticed some of the
0: editing in, in this. There's some weird cuts. I remember one editing scene where a man trips balls, and it was great. That was good. Um, <laughs> There's one scene where
2: like, he's in the middle of saying something, and then they fade out the audio and then cut to another angle of him, and he's talking, but it's just a completely different tone. And I was like, that's
0: weird. I think you definitely noticed the editing a bit more. As you are a editor, yeah. and so you, you really notice that sort of editing mistakes, whereas uh, they sort of uh, flew under the radar a bit for me. But yeah, it's a Shakespearean tragedy, and so those ones can leave you kind of depressed. Oh, this movie is sad. So if you don't like that, you might not like this movie, but I thought it was alright. Okay. I, I don't always go for the, you know, tragedies, the sad movies. I'm not. They're not always my cup of tea. I'm mm. usually going to a movie to just zone out, turn my brain off. Ha <laughs> ha, funny. But this is pretty good. This is, you know, div- it's a it's a it's a different cup that I don't normally sip from. That's yeah. Usually for other people, but I I did I didn't mind sipping from it. You know. Yeah, I think it's you know,
2: if you like movies like The Ninth Man, but want less noir and more psychological kind of detective mystery stuff, eh, this is it's fine. Like, everyone's like, this is Hitchcock's best movie. That's actually something that people say, even though he made Psycho, which we'll get to later. But, like, I don't think this is his best. I don't feel like this is one of his best. I don't know. It's
0: good. It's nice. It's a nice, like, mid-movie, you know?
2: Yeah. It was 5 out of 5 for me for, like, the first 40 minutes. I was loving it. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like... I'm a
0: fast-talking, I'm from Boston, I'm a fast-talking detective, what you doing? And I'm like, I love this. I agree, the first 40 minutes were good. Because because like the, for the first 40 minutes, everything's going bang, bang, bang. You yeah. got this happening, you got this happening, you got this happening, you got this happening, you're developing characters, we're getting story, yeah. I'm loving it. And then it's like, and then these characters just kind of wander around for a bit. <laughs> yeah. And they talk. And then they wander around a bit more. And then they talk. And then there's a twist. And then they talk. And then they talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he leaves and he goes to another character. Mm. And they talk. And then they go wander around for a bit. And then they talk. Like that. That last hour drags on a bit. And I think if you cut that down, you 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 just smush that together into like uh, twenty minutes, half yeah. an hour. Boom! Great movie. I'm I, I reckon I'm gonna give this a goodie
2: before we move on to spoilers. But I don't think again it was five out of five for the first forty minutes, but then it kind of dropped off for me. And we'll get to why in spoilers. Um, but yeah,
0: I'm gonna read it a goodie. I like it. Uh, I thought it, I I enjoyed watching this movie. Bit long, but otherwise good. Again, tragedy's not usually my cup of tea. Mm. But you know, it was pretty good. Let's get into spoilers. We're going to spoil the
2: bloody twist. The Twisteroni. Now, I, I predicted the twist, but I think I can't tell if I predicted the twist because I knew what the twist was or if I predicted the twist... Because this is a very basic version of this sort of story. It was, like, the, one of the first ones. Yeah. I can't tell. I can't
0: tell why I predicted the twist. I wasn't predicting the twist itself. I, I, I knew something was sus. Something was sussy. There was some, there was some sus things happening. But I really just... Uh, was taken a bit left field by the actress, the one where she appears again as the other lady. I was just not really... I just wasn't in the mindset to think it was the same character. Mm. So my brain didn't immediately go, oh, that's the same actress, that's the same character. I thought, like... I don't know, she was a twin sister or some shit, and they were gonna be like, oh, he falls in love with a twin sister. I don't know. It, it the, the twist didn't click with me somehow, and then they said it. I was like, ah, oh, right, you know what, that makes sense.
2: The twist is weird. So, um, the TLDR is he's a detective, he's hired to to follow this guy's wife she's acting strangely he thinks that she's possessed which i was like fuck yeah i'm on board for this that's cool yeah yeah absolutely um they end up falling in in love-ish i guess we'll get to that romance thing later and then she falls off a bell tower and she dies but spoilers no she didn't Uh, because she wasn't the wife the person that the detective fell in love with was an actor pretending to be the wife and what the the guy he was in on it just because he wanted to kill his wife it was an excuse to kill
0: his wife yeah a guy hired a detective to be the fall guy for his wife's death because he murdered his wife they blame uh the detective because he can't stop The lady, when she runs up the bell tower because of his vertigo, and she pretends to jump. Yeah,
2: because the detective is going to have, like, he is going to be in court, he's got people to back him up and say he's trustworthy. So if he says, I was following the wife around, she is unstable, she's suicidal, you know, she wants to kill herself, and then she did, then the court will be like, all right, well, that's what that is. The guy can have all of, all of the money.
0: Yes, even though he's a weak baby coward man who can't <laughs> save one woman, That he, even though he's the biggest piece of shit this court has ever seen, even though he has a small wiener, and is a baby, Uh, this court (laughs) finds him not guilty. That judge was brutal. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know judges were meant to judge like that. Yeah. Good Lord.
2: It's so funny.
0: That was the judgiest judge I ever saw. I liked how
2: the jury was like, we could go off and deliberate, but
0: do you agree? Do you agree?
2: Yeah, we all agree. Here's the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that part. And so that's what it is. And then the movie ends with him being like, you look like the person I fell in love with. It is you. And then she's like, it is me. And then they go up to the clock tower and then she gets jump scared by a nun and falls to it. <laughs> Such a
0: dumb ending! It was that ending. I, I cracked up. I was, I was well <laughs> laugh. I don't
2: think that's what you meant. I don't think that that's the reaction you meant. To no, have that was song.
0: it. Was like super tragic ending, but so dumb at the same time that she just like, oh, and I fall, and I fallen But also, you forgot an integral part: the love triangles throughout everywhere, Sandro. Because you forgot about the fourth character. Yeah, the random lady who was in love with him at some point, but then was like, no, we don't get married. But then here's a painting of me that looks like the one you were looking at, which is really weird, and then you're gonna be like, that's really weird, I'm gonna leave and you get upset about it because you're I don't know. That was so
2: That was so funny, yeah, he's like yeah. we used to be engaged but I don't care anymore, and then she's like I drew a painting of me in the style of that woman you're hanging out with, and he's like you're just not gonna appear in the rest of the movie actually, bye
0: Yeah, you know what, we're done here
2: so, here's my biggest problem with this movie. Um, I don't buy into the romance for a second. Yeah. I don't buy into this.
0: Well, yeah, there's a thing. Obviously, their thing of whole, like, she's still in love with him, but he doesn't really care. Oh, I meant the I other think two, good. but that
2: one as well. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know,
0: I know. I was I was leading up to that. I think that was pretty good. The
2: fiancé thing was good,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. I think her arc of, like, she she's in love with him, but she's worried about marriage. Mm. But she's, like... He's not going after any other girl, so I don't really care. I have all the time in the world to court this guy, right? Yeah, for sure. But then he does find another girl, and she's like, oh, shit, but I actually liked you. Let me try and, you know, get you back. And then failing miserably and getting really upset, that was very realistic, very human, uh, (laughs) very
2: dumb. She was the most fleshed out character in the whole movie, I think.
0: Yeah, them falling in love was kind of forced by the film.
2: I So here's, what, here's my thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. The ending of the movie when after she's quote-unquote dead, he sees the actual person out of the makeup and the wig and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you're the person that I fell in love with. I'm going to keep making you change parts of yourself to look like her. I was like, okay, if this was just a guy... If he was a guy and he was in love with her but she didn't want no- like she wanted none of it mm-hmm. but he had something on her this would make it a more interesting movie if this was a one-sided romance if it was mm. all from his perspective
0: Oh right yeah yeah she she was like evil and fully manipulating him and well, no, she wants nothing to do with him or something Well not evil but like she just not in love The way that I would write it is like
2: so she's been made to to trick him by the husband who wants the money, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, wants yeah, the yeah. money. Uh, the husband is making her dress up as Madeline and trick him. Yeah. He falls in love with her, and she's like, well, to keep this working, I need to pretend that I'm the same. And then the plan happens. Um, she pretends to to die. It's the actual wife, the court, etc. cetera. And then afterwards, he sees her, and then he starts stalking her. Yeah. That's what I think. That, that would have been so much better. And then yeah. there's the thing. Because he gets so fucking aggressive at the end of the movie towards oh, her. Oh, absolutely. And they're meant to be in love. It's meant to be a two-sided relationship. And I'm like, what is going on here?
0: Well, he's crazy. He's literally been put in a psych ward before. I think the whole point is that he's crazy. And th- in that moment, I think that's actually quite a realistic depiction of because their reality is just not the same as ours. Like, he's trying to impose his own reality onto ours. Yeah, well, because he's grieving
2: as well. Like, he's so... Like, we see him in hospital. He's fucked. Like, he is... He's lost it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I and I think um it was really good because he, like, is shown to just be kind of scary. Yes. In his actions. And I think that was quite a realistic depiction because he seems sane some of the time. He seems quite normal, but at other times, completely unhinged. I agree. I just think, like, and maybe
2: it's the soundtrack. The soundtrack swells during the last part, not when he's yelling at her earlier when he's making her change parts about herself. I'm like, if this was played more creepily, even if it's just, like, a change in the music, I would have been like, this works for me.
0: Yeah, there should have been a scene where it's like she's writing to her mother Mm. or something, and she's like, I don't know what to do, help. Like, have that whole thing of, like she kind of wants out of the relationship, but she's also in love and he's crazy and doesn't want to think... They, they should have shown her, her like, struggle with that rather than she's like, I-, I guess I'll do whatever you want. Whatever, we'll go along with it. Yeah, you know?
2: I mean, I wouldn't even have her in love, to be honest. i just have him be like, I've got something on you. I know that you were involved in this crime now.
0: I-, I could turn you in. Yeah. But let's be in love. And she's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think a whole, like, you could you could lean into a bit more like she feels guilty because she did send this guy fucking insane. They did just torture this guy. This guy got fucking wrecked mm. um by them. Um, very mean thing to do. Very not cool. Very uh uh unkosher of you. You know,
2: it is kind of funny though how the husband was like, uh, "My college friend, this detective has vertigo." I can throw my wife from the top of a building and he won't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. I
0: really, I really should have cottoned on to what the movie was doing. I just didn't really think about it. Right. I really turned off my brain for this one. Well, the
2: movie is very slow. It's a lot of long shots of people walking and driving.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really wasn't thinking about like the plot throughout this movie. And okay. I probably should have been because it's like we've got a ex-detective on a case it's like looking back onto it it's really obvious and i feel dumb for not figuring this out but i really wasn't figuring it out i Um, I
2: think that's the best sort of twists though when you you look back on it and you're like how did i not figure this out
0: yeah yeah exactly so this film did a bamboozle on me and i feel dumb but at the same time that's not bad uh like the whole like he married into the company he's in now oh yes And he's like, oh, I don't like it, you know, it's whatever, like, I married into it. That is a big, like, I should have picked up on that, it's like, oh, he married into the wealth, now he's getting rid of his wife, boom, makes sense. Yeah, no, exactly. But I was caught up in the whole, uh, detectives fucking the guy's wife. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you you doing, doing, buddy? In his mind, he's giving his friend's wife a big snog. He's doing that constantly, and she's like,
2: I'm possessed by an old lady from the 1500s, so (laughs) this is fine.
0: Yeah, I think that's the reason I wasn't really figuring out the plot. I was a bit distracted. (laughs) I think the plot really distracted me with the whole, like, oh, yeah, so there's this lady who killed herself in the 1800s. Anyway, um... I'm that lady. I'm crazy. I loved how this is a possession movie, kind of, for a little bit. I I I was I was wrapped up into it. I thought there was a bit more fantasy. Obviously, it's revealed it's not. Yeah. And it was all a big bamboozle, but I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. And then when she died, he's like, oh my god, I'm seeing visions of this lady now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, is he gonna be possessed by the old lady? I love that dream sequence. It's just trippy 70s oh, visuals. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy, man. I'm going crazy, going man.
2: Crazy. I'm taking crazy pills. I'm taking big old crazy pills,
0: dude.
2: I think this is like, it's a good movie. This is a very good movie, but there's just some small things that stop me from buying into it. But I had a look on Letterboxd. All the film bros love this one, so I guess they can buy into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well it's very art house, so it makes sense.
2: It's very I watched this when I was fifteen years old in high school <laughs> and have based my entire personality around Hitchcock
0: movies. Wow. 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 <laughs> Savage. Savage. No, it was it was a pretty good movie. I thought it was good. I think it's
2: great. I think if I was to rate it out of five, I'd go four. Uh,
0: I'm 3.5. I'm just yeah. I don't think this is. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'd need more explosions. Maybe it need more blue people saving the whales. Nah, I don't know.
2: Maybe maybe it did. Or maybe it needed a bit more Robert Downey Jr.
0: Zach. Ooh, that'd be pretty good.
2: Because my good friend Zachary Bloody Zach, that's your name. In March of this year, Paramount is making a remake with Robert Downey Jr. in the lead. That could be cool. That could be
0: cool. I'd be down to watch that. Because, yeah, they can spice it up a bit. Flesh out the characters more. Yeah, Go into that whole, like, hey, I'm banging this dude's wife and I don't feel guilty about it. Because they just kind of brush over the fact that, like, because the movie treats it as, like, not a bad thing. They just ignore that part of the story. Yeah. Because, obviously, it turns out that she's not his wife and he's just banging a woman. But- For a while there... The movie was saying, yeah, he's banging this guy's wife. And there could have been, like, a whole, like, he feels guilty about banging his friend's wife. Well, I mean, potentially, what do you
2: think about this? Potentially, maybe the movie's an unreliable narrator and maybe it is a bad thing. And the movie's saying it's a bad thing, but because it's all from his perspective, it's not shown that way. I don't feel like that movie's doing that, though. You sound like a film bro right now. I know. I'm (laughs) making up my own version of what actually happened, where everything on the plate doesn't really give any hints towards that happening i don't know
0: i do the exact same thing for like every movie we watch so i really can't say i really can't say oh sarjo stop making up things for the movie (laughs) to excuse its actions i literally do that for like every episode so yeah, and i do that for all the art house stuff that you don't enjoy (laughs) i I, I don't understand it why why is the guy and the wife fucking and the movie's like that's cool i mean it is based off a french novel so checks out That's true. To be fair, it's like, what is this, 50s in France? everyone was banging everyone's wife. It's the late 50s and it's also like I can't tell if this
2: is trying to be a noir or not. I don't think it is, but that was the cliche of noir movies is I'm I'm following I'm following this man's wife. It's true. But now I, oh, uh,
0: I'm in love with her now. So yeah, there's also a bit of like almost parody there mm. actually that we don't pick up so much nowadays is that whole like it was playing on a bit of noir tropes as well. To be like, oh, look at this wife, she's in distress, you need to help her, but actually she was bamboozling him. Like, yeah, there's a bit of that, actually, you're right.
2: Um, I've got two more scenes that I want to mention. Scene number one. Okay. He's told to tail her in his car. What does he do? He drives right behind her for three days.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, again, the movie does, like, these stupid things, like the whole cheating thing. And obviously, in, in real life, she knew he was following her. Because she's pretending, right? And she knows what's happening. So, like, the movie kind of excuses itself for these, like, mistakes that it makes. Yeah. Because it's all revealed that she knew the whole time, right? But in, in, in real life, a detective wouldn't have driven right behind her. No. He would have followed it better. But it's possible for the sake of the movie, as well as the time that this movie was produced... Uh, I, I think it's on purpose that he's a bad detective though. Yeah. Surely that's on purpose. I don't know. I can't tell. I don't think so. Cause it's like it's also like back in those days, did they really know how detective works? I'm like, I'm being like, haha, they dumb. They don't know how detective works. But also like, it's hard to show a chase where you have the car like five cars in front. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it might have been a f- just a film choice. Yeah. Look at me making up things for the movie, excuses for the movie. There you go.
2: You started doing it. But I just want to applaud. I want to applaud the end of the movie. It is very funny how <laughs> he's angry at her. He's forcing her to go up this this tower. They're up at the tower. They're arguing. A nun pops out. He's like, boo. <laughs> and then she falls to a death. That's kind of funny. That but was very I do love how the final scene of the movie is him walking up to the edge of the tower, and looking over, he's cured.
0: Ah, he's cured of his vertigo. I didn't pick up on that.
2: There you go. That was cool. I really liked that. i I was like, oh, amazing final scene. If it wasn't for the incredibly campy death of, of this actor,
0: it would have been great. Yeah, what should have happened is she's like, you know what? You're too crazy. I can't I can't live with you, man. You are you are too much. Like, we should have had some scenes where it shows her like struggling to try and keep this relationship but she can't handle it and she's just she's also going crazy just trying to deal with this crazy man who wants her to be someone she's not yeah and then yeah she just at the end she's just like uh i'm done and she like throws herself off or whatever
2: i was thinking maybe he could push her or something by accident yeah
0: but i i don't think he would i i think we can all agree that the nun jump scare is very dumb (laughs) it's very stupid (laughs) <laughs> I, but I think I think the humour was a little lost on me because I knew she was going to fall off the tower. As soon as they went back to the tower, I'm like, oh yeah, she's dying yeah. at the end of this
2: film, for sure. I'm trying to, because like, he doesn't figure out that it's her when he's making a change into what Madeline looks like. There's a particular moment when he figures it out. And there was like a musical sting. It's, it was kind of like when, a da-da. He, when he
0: sees the necklace. Yeah, she the wears. necklace. That's because right. she wears the necklace that uh, the previous wife was wearing, which she obviously wouldn't have unless she was the wife.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was the necklace. That was kind of dumb, but in like an LA noir, yeah, yeah like yeah. cheesy way. Where I was like, that's kind of cool. It's like a duh, as like he sees the necklace. It's like
0: a clue. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a very like he's figured it out.
2: But anyway, that's vertigo. Um, I don't think I've got anything else to say about this, aside from, uh, don't trick men with vertigo into helping you take over your wife's company. Don't do that, actually.
0: Yeah, don't bully people with vertigo. Just murder someone and dispose of the body in the bay like a normal person. Exactly. Under the Golden Gate Bridge. What are you doing? Yeah, like, there's so many murders that probably got away back then. This was before CCTV, right? Like... You just get away with shit. Like, just say your wife went missing. She got kidnapped. Boom.
2: I mean, as we'll see in the last movie we're doing today, this is before serial killers, just before serial killers became a big thing. Because 1960s Psycho uh, made people become serial killers. That's what I am mean. It's oh, a joke on the whole thing. There were no a joke. serial
0: killers before then.
2: There were none before Psycho came out. And that's why we need to stop this this satanic material. <laughs>
0: Coming to our screen. Speaking of satanic material, I think it's time that we move on to the next movie, don't you?
2: Ah, uh, a spy film called North by Northwest.
0: Mm, as we all know, all James Bond films are satanic.
2: Yes, this <laughs> yeah. is essentially a James Bond film, but we'll get to that yep. after this ad break. <laughs> oh, I forgot I can't do that now. <laughs> I can't do the sound effect.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could smash a plate though. Yeah! <laughs>
2: When you walk through an art museum, what happens? You see some interesting things, you see some not so interesting things, (laughs) and if you're like me at all, you're probably a little bit sleepy. Well, grab a cafecito and listen up. It's Art Slice, a palatable serving of art history. I'm Russell Shoemaker. I'm Stephanie
1: Dueñas. We are not your daddy's art history podcast. (laughs) We are both artists, so we look at art history
2: through that perspective. We cover the artists you know and those that have been ignored for so many different reasons. We look at the context of the time, we compare it to today. We don't dumb anything down, but, and this is a big but, Heyo. we like to have a good time, okay? Nos gusta to goof around, <laughs> all right? We have hungry pantry bonds <gasps> no, that no, might startle you. It's a long story. We, we feed them our materials. Art is just a visual language, so in order for us to interpret what we think it's saying, we hijack the work. Right. How do you like that for an art heist? Exactly. And ultimately, we decide if it belongs in our Art Slice Museum okay. on top of the Art Slice okay. top. So if so this all sounds good like to you, join us on Art Slice. A palatable serving of art history. Well, hello there. You probably know me as Sally McSeller, but for this month, I'm known as Spooky McPoopy. If you're looking for some good Halloween scares this October, go over to patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod, where Sandro and Zach are reviewing the troll movies. Starting with Troll from 1986. If you're scared, skip this part, because here's a spooky clip. Now, I already knew going into this movie that Troll 1 is popular because the characters are called Harry
0: Potter. Yeah. Is this coincidence that this, you know, 1980s-ish movie that possibly a young jk rowling could have seen that is a fantasy movie Mm. about having a parallel world that no one knows about that's full of magical creatures and magic yeah and having a main character called harry potter harry potter yeah that gets suddenly thrown into this magical world yeah against his almost against his will is this coincidence sandro no wow absolutely not (laughs) Oh my god, that was so
2: spooky! And you can go over now to patreon.com forward slash and get the whole scary episode of Halloween goodness. You can also get ad-free and early episodes of the main show, which is even spookier! Woo! Anyway, the next movie we're talking about is North by Northwest, which, yes. Zach, when I say that, that this is an early version of the James Bond format. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not being entirely correct there because it's Ooh. also an early uh, version of the Mission Impossible format. It's also mm. an early version of the uh, of the Kingsman format. It's an early version of the I'm a man and I'm on the run format. Uh-huh. Um, and it's an early version of the I'm a dad and I love watching my dad movies
0: format mm. as well. <laughs> i felt like such a dad that was big dad energy (laughs) this film is about so it's a guy
2: who works in finance we'll do non-spoilers then spoilers again but um he basically accidentally becomes a spy he's just a guy and then he's in the wrong place at the wrong time over and over again so much so that he gets embroiled in some mystery and crime it's, it's, it's pretty great. This is definitely your sort of movie more so than Vertigo, that is true. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Look, it, it definitely appeals to me more that the, the uh, ridiculousness of it all was pretty great. I like that added silliness, you know?
2: This movie is very silly to the point where when this came out, critics were like, is Hitchcock doing a parody of himself?
0: Yeah. Because this is just <laughs> very dumb. Yeah. But it was funny. It was like a straight-laced man in a very silly world. Like, (laughs) and it's great, because he just gets gaslit a lot. Everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) You know, you sound insane. And he's like, well, I I do sound insane, but... (laughs) Yeah, like, there's a point where he's already aware, kind of, of what's
2: going on. He's like, I'm going to do some investigating myself. And then he does Mm. that. But then he just proves to the bad guys that he is who they think they are by doing this investigation it's just it's consistently very funny i don't think it this movie really slows down at any point either no no it's good it's longer than vertigo but uh it's really it's really fun and also it is just james bond this is just a james
0: bond movie basically Absolutely, but I would say better than all of the James Bonds. They all suck. All of them, even Moonraker, when he goes to the moon. Possibly not Moonraker because he goes to the moon, but only because he goes to the moon. But this is also
2: like before. I mean, the James Bond TV movies are a thing at this point, but this is before Mm. Sean Connery started the role and kind of that it became popular there. So I don't know. It's like that mid that that weird middle point between spy stuff being noir. And spy stuff being dumb blockbuster, it's like right in the middle of the two. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very entertained throughout, even though it was quite a long film. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it was quite well done. Uh, I did have some points I was going to bring up, mm-hmm. uh, but they are spoilers. Okay, so I just say if you like uh, any sort of spy film or just uh, a comedic film. Sure, watch this film.
2: It's a fun time. It's a bit of a, you know, it's a thrill ride. It's got some fun stuff along the way and you'll have fun. I do have a couple of things non-spoilery to bring up. First of all, this is an MGM movie, uh, so it's got a pretty bigger budget than Vertigo. Um, the editing in Vertigo was weird. The editing here I thought was really good. But because it's MGM, they like to reuse a lot of sets. And uh, when they're walking around the forest near the end of
0: the movie, mm. that's just Oz. Oh, they're walking around Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they are. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't realize that. That's great. They
2: reuse a bunch of sets. I think like the houses from other Hitchcock movies as well. It's yeah, they
0: reuse heaps of stuff in this. You know what? It, it makes sense though because in the Wizard of Oz, the 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 trees are in the background because you're walking on the Yellow Brick Road, yes. right? Yeah, mostly. Aside from when they come across the Scarecrow and stuff, I think that's true. That's true. But then. In this film, they're walking amongst the trees, so it's it's harder to tell that they're the same set. But that's quite clever. That's good. It's pretty good. Um, and and the
2: other thing to bring up, and I ha- I hate to keep coming back to this point every time oh, no. we do a
0: movie, Zach. Here we but, go, Sandro.
2: But hit he- so okay. So the character, uh-huh. the lead character, his name's Roger Thornhill. He's played by Cary Grant. Really good. I think he's great. He's good in the role. Oh, brilliant. And he was like 45 when he was making this. Now, he looks fantastic in the role. He's just this middle-aged guy who's got no idea what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, It's very yeah.
0: funny. But he, you you could, if you looked at him and someone told you he was a secret agent, mm. you could believe that. He looks like a mixture between Sean Connery
2: and Roger Moore. He looks like a James yeah, Bond. Yeah, exactly. He could easily be a James Bond.
0: Or just a regular guy. It's perfect.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing, Zach, in the movie, for the first part of the movie, we see his mother, mm-hmm. uh, who looks the same age as him.
0: <laughs> That's just the makeup, Sandra. Back then, <laughs> they think- actually had good makeup, you know? I don't know? Nowadays, the makeup, oh, it just ain't the same, you know? I mean, it could be the
2: technicolor. Like, the coloring in this was a little bit odd. It was very bright and vibrant and not
0: natural at all. Yeah, look, uh extend your disbelief, Sandro, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Good lord. I know. Can you can you use your fucking imagination for fucking five seconds? I could try. I could try, <laughs>
2: but I'm not going to. No when it comes to ages of actors.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was actually a art house decision uh, that they made them the same age because it was to show that they have the same age of maturity.
2: I mean, I was going to like he seems like still like a child though. He lives at home, which is fine, but in the in the late 50s a 45-year-old businessman living at home is very unheard of. Mm. Um yeah.
0: I think there was it it, it
2: happened. Or maybe she was sick. Who knows? She didn't seem sick.
0: Yeah, I think it, it it really depended. I think like if if your child became wealthy after you came from like uh, middle to middle wealth, then uh, then you might move in with them. Yes, to get a better. Budget. I think that's what was happening. I don't know, and live then. Yeah, it sounded shit. Ah, uh, is there anything else
2: non-spoiler to mention? This film's really well shot. We're seeing a lot of, like, long, uh, far away shots of stuff. There's one where, like, he's running out of a building. It's all, like, top-down from, like, the highest level on the building or something. Mm. It looks like those mm. early, like, GTA games, the top-down ones. Yeah. <laughs> which was really cool. Um, there's obviously the scene, the popular one with the airplane. That's classic. Mm. That's the scene everyone knows and, rem- and remembers from this. That was amazing.
0: That scene's incredible. Shall we uh, jump into some spoilerinos? Then? I reckon we should. I'm giving this a goodie. This is a big goodie. Absolutely. I I will give this a goodie. I think this was my favorite out of the three we watched. Okay. But like, Psycho's, you know, pretty cool. But like this one, I was like, oh yeah. I'm I'm I was just waiting for the main character in a shootout to bend down and grab up a penny. Mm. And That was the only thing missing. <laughs> I think all good spy comedies should have a guy in a shootout pick up a penny.
2: That would be so funny if
0: Leslie Nielsen in, in the lead of this. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah, so yeah. good. Let Leslie Nielsen. I got that sort of vibe. This is like if Leslie Nielsen was just playing it completely straight the whole time. Yeah. Which I I think obviously Leslie uh, is way better when he's like half the time he's completely straight and half the time he's completely off the wall batshit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's great. Uh, I love it.
2: I love it. It was a good time. Alright, two goodies for North by Northwest, more like goody by by goody.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, got him.
2: Some positive reviews. <laughs> um let's get into some spoilerinos. Spoilerino number one. There's a sexy spy assassin lady. Oh my oh, god.
0: Sexy spy oh. assassin.
2: <laughs> and let me tell you what. The dialogue in this movie is incredibly steamy, incredibly saucy, a lot of of lines. Their flirting was great. (laughs) It was pretty hardcore and I think set the tone for James Bond movies, that's for sure. But uh, Mm. Zach, would you believe me if I said that a lot of that was overdubbed because originally it was even more explicit?
0: Oh my! (laughs) And
2: they had to change it for censors.
0: I don't know that. I'd love to see the original scene with the original audio, then, because that would be that would be great.
2: The main one is um when they're in the dining car and she's like, "Yeah, I never discuss love on an empty stomach." That had to be dubbed over because originally she was like, "I never make love on an empty stomach," just like really flat, the oh, saying right. yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what's happening. Uh, but there was some so some other cases
0: as well uh, that popped up, which is pretty funny. Very flirtatious, very fun. I, I did call that she was going to be the good agent, yeah. like, immediately. I was like, oh, yeah, she's working for the good guys. But then it was like, oh, no, she's with the bad guys. And I was like, oh, was I wrong? And then the movie was like, <laughs> no, you were right, Zach. And I was like, ah, I was right, Zach.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, double agents kind of betrayal, but then it's, it's
0: not really a betrayal. There's a bunch of that in this. Yeah, this was great. Uh, I love the sort of, like, mistaken identity that they have at the start. They, you know, drug him. Uh, they fill him up on booze, and they try and make him drunk drive. But he manages to like escape in the funniest scene of the movie, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is him yeah. trying to him like drunk driving around. Him pretending to be drunk was so funny.
2: It was it was really bad. I loved the part because he gets taken to to court. Um, yeah, like while drunk, he has to talk to someone so that they can tell that he is intoxicated, yeah. and he's like. I'm fucking sloshed, mate. I am. I'm. So, I'm
0: drunk, but it's not my fault. But I'm. I'm very drunk. I admit to that. Yeah, he's trying to explain that he's been kidnapped and drugged, but they just aren't listening to him at all. They're just like, "Ah, oh, what's this drunk idiot doing?"
2: Yeah. So, so he. So he's mistaken for a guy called Mister Kaplan, who is a fake decoy agent that they made to distract the bad guys from the actual double agent in the bad guy's mists, which is the sexy uh, female spy assassin. Um, Yes. Now, we don't really know what the bad guys are doing. They are American- I think they're just stealing government secrets. No,
0: no, no. They're just American. That's their cry.
2: <laughs> That's why the government wants them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't sure why they wanted them, but if they were just American, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're actually part of Interpol. Yeah, because That's gotcha. what they
0: are. <laughs> they're like, what are these Americans doing here? No. Um, we know that maybe they're stealing secrets or something. There's mm. something, because later on we see the MacGuffin... Is in the statue. It's a it's a roll of film, yeah. That's being hidden inside a statue. So clearly, on that film, maybe it had like state secrets, like nuclear weapon codes, or something, you
2: know. Or they're just whistleblowers, Ooh. and they're the good guys, actually. Ooh, potentially. Hot take. Hot take. Maybe you you don't yeah. know. It is the CIA or FBI or whatever it is. We don't know what the good guys are. Actually, it's never stated. Yeah.
0: Well, that. <laughs> That was one of the things I was thinking of when the, uh, the, like, secret agent actually contacts this random guy, like, they go to the airport. I was thinking, he has no way of verifying that he doesn't work for the bad guy. Like, he's just randomly trusting this guy again, after randomly trusting the woman who betrayed him. Like, it's- it's very hard to trust anyone in the spy world. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It is. I also hate gaslighting. So- So that scene where they're all in the guy's house and the cops are standing around and, like, he's opening all the cupboards and Uh, there's no booze or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And no one's believing his story. I was like, oh, oh, that hurts. I was like, ah, that's... That, that, that stings. I like as well how... Like, the bad guys don't
2: even own that house. They they just broke in and pretended they lived there while the senator or whatever, or whatever he, like he is is on, like, a business trip. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like That's good. It. Their plan is, like... So they were planning on framing this agent, or, like, getting him killed anyway through this elaborate plan. I'm like, was she also a part of planning that then? Was... Eve Kendall, who is the, the double agent, was she a part of planning this thing for Kaplan, knowing that Kaplan wasn't real to just kind of distract them?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was totally part of the plan to kill a guy who didn't exist, yeah. and then suddenly the guy exists, and she's like, "Well, shit." Yeah. Now I actually have to kill someone, which she didn't sign up for. No, but we don't know why he's ever kidnapped because, like, we don't we don't know from the get
2: go why they think he's Kaplan. There's a point where they're like kaplan checked in at this hotel under your name yeah and i'm like surely the government agency would have checked that this was a fake but also they don't care
0: as well yeah yeah no well that's the thing i think it's just it starts off with the goons being dumb mm. and for the rest of the film their being stupid causes him to go on this journey and no, they, the goons see no repercussions for this mistake <laughs> throughout the whole film. But I think it's literally just like, he also says he has a face that everybody seems to be, uh, you know, yeah. recognizing, you know, which is quite funny. And that was a good line. When he said that, I was like, ha ha, yes, because before he was mistaken, identity. Ha ha. Mm, yes, that's funny. That, that That is quite true.
2: It is... It's very funny how, because, like, he goes to investigate George Kaplan's hotel room and, like, a complete idiot, he picks up the phone when it rings, obviously it's the bad guys,
0: and they're like, oh, so you are the guy that we want, okay, just wasn't sure. Yeah, We're yeah, just yeah. they just, he just accidentally confirms. Yeah. Yeah, like, he meets the hotel staff and they're like, ah, so you're the, the Kaplan we've been helping this whole time. And it's like, oh, no, we've never seen you before today. But obviously you are that person because you're here in the hotel room, obviously. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) because he can't say he's not that person in that situation. So it's like, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. This movie is just very fun. But we should talk about the scene, Zach, Mm. the plane scene. The scene where he's told that he's going to meet the real Kaplan out in... A rural town Mm. looks like bloody
0: Adelaide. Tell you that much. Oh, oh, oh. shout out to Adelaide being a flat piece of shit. Yeah. What are you good for, Adelaide? (laughs) The fringe, I guess. Farming. (laughs) Farming. Farming. uh, Farming. Food. Yeah. 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 And wine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'd I'd put that into farming. Yeah. But the good side of farming, the fun side exactly. of farming.
2: Exactly. And I will also say that if I ever do go back to Adelaide again, um you're great. Mm-hmm. It's a,
0: it's a great it's a great city. I love it. I I never planned to go to Adelaide ever in my life. I will never see Adelaide. Fuck you guys. Ah.
2: <laughs> anyway, so like he's standing on this road and it this scene goes on for like 5 minutes of just cars passing by. It's just nothing. There's no soundtrack, nothing until mm. eventually this crop duster which isn't dusting any crops there ain't no crops where that crop duster is dusting
0: yeah 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 i love the random standby that he talks to and it's like are you this person he's like can't say i am because i ain't um (laughs) and then he's like "Ha, that plane's weird it's crop dusting nothing and i was like oh hey that's uh that's the movie really pointing it out to you huh
2: the plane buddy goes after him it, and this oh is my God. this is without a doubt the greatest action scene to date in the wow. fi- because it's like it's an actual plane just flying over a guy shooting at him and it's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty great like i feel like I feel like much how we have Star Wars to blame for franchises, um, I feel like we've got this scene to blame for Michael Bay's entire career. Wow. Wow.
0: It's just big
2: wow. action. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. That you hadn't seen before. It's very fun. Oh, it did It did end very Michael Bay, that's for sure. Because the, the plane slams into an oil tanker. Yeah. Also, what was the,
0: the pilot's plan there? <laughs> he just kind of dove headfirst into an oil tanker and died. Uh look, there's there's a lot of dumb from the bad guys. Again, mistaken identity, you have that plane. Like, that's this is a cool scene. It's great. You got the the plane diving in, he like stops a truck, he like nearly gets run over, and then the plane crashes into them. It's all very uh crazy. But they could have just drove up in a car and shot him. That's true. You know? Yeah they could have just he's in the middle of nowhere. You can't just do a murder. This is true.
2: You could just do a murder. It is Adelaide, after all, and that's where all the stabbings happen.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, So, like, for for most of their film, their kills are very elaborate. Mm. Except for that one time where they throw a knife at a diplomat. But anyway... They throw a
2: knife at a guy in public as well. It's just out in public. They just... Yeah. And no, no
0: one sees the guy throw the knife. Well, they all think that it's the main character stabbing him in the back... Yeah, cause like an idiot, he grabs the knife. Yeah. like that was the dumb, dumbest thing he could have possibly done.
2: Uh, and the movie ends on the fucking what's it called with the with the four faces? Uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. It ends at Mount Rushmore, uh, which was funny because again, it set the
0: tone for like big final
2: action set piece at an iconic location.
0: Here, here's a note. Uh, so they have the spy lady, right? Who's there to listen in on him? And uh, they have to do a, a, a fake killing him uh, scene to try and uh, absolve her of suspicion. Yes. Uh, which leads to the whole climax of the film because they figure out what's going on. But okay, he's, he's done shenanigans, which is put suspicion on her. Yes. They tell him that she's actually an agent of theirs. And he's like, oh shit, what have I done? I fucked everything up. Which is, they kind of trick him into helping as well, which is uh, great. Um, yeah, because all spy agencies are bad, actually, I think is the point <laughs> of this movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, the first time they appear on screen, they're like, yeah, we're going to sacrifice this random civilian that's mistaken identity to keep our uh, agents safe. Yeah, that is what they say. So, uh, pretty bad. Yeah. But they have this whole thing where he goes up to her and like, Says, oh, I'm going to kill you. So she pulls out a gun on him and shoots at him. Yeah. But she's shooting blanks. Yeah. And so he pretends to, you know, die.
2: Which is really funny because there's obviously no blood on the scene. But the guy who confirms that he's dead is the guy who works for the spy agency. So it's like, oh, that makes sense because if it was just like some random civilian. They'd be like, this guy's got a pulse still
0: and there's no blood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all done very clean. But then the enemy, like, picks up the gun and he shoots his boss with it and it's like, see, it's blanks. I love how the bosses just, like, punch him in the face, which I think is an is the appropriate reaction there. Like, that that's exactly what the mob boss would do. He'd be like, you know, thanks for your help, but you could have shot me. Fuck you. But that's not all that the gun's used for, though, is it, Zach? No, because, like, I'm leading to my point here yes. and it took me a while to get here. But what happens is he escapes the hospital wing because the spies are holding him there against his will because they don't want him fucking up their spy mission, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he does is he escapes the hospital and goes up and spies on the bad guys. Yes, and he sees that they've figured it out. Yeah, yeah, they figured it out. He also sees the. the, He overhears them talk about the statue and how it has the filament in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if you'd just taken her out of this element. And they just had some guy at the window listening in on their conversations. They would have found out this information, right? Yeah, but they're dumb. These spies are dumb. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, the bad guys are also dumb because they just have a guy listening (laughs) on their conversation outside. Like, they have no guards.
2: They don't have any guards. You're right. It's literally the sexy double agent... It's the main bad guy. It's his one goon, and then just a housekeeper. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, which leads me to believe that this is like a whistleblower because I'm like, this isn't a big spy ring or like a drug cartel or some terrorists trying to do some shit. You know what I mean? This is just a guy
0: Mm. with like a couple friends. So uh, yeah, then they have a struggle as he like he goes into the house. He tells her. Hey, they figured out you're on our side. Uh, I need to save you. And then she goes out, and then he gets held up by the housemaid who sees him, but uh, he figures out uh, she's using the same gun for the third time that has just blanks in it. Very funny. It's the funniest scene where, like, they they're going to a
2: plane and they're gonna like chuck her out at the plane. She knows this, so is always like looking over her shoulder on the walk to the plane, waiting for him to rock up. Just hears like four gunshots go off, and then he just he just like full sprint runs out of the house. It's very funny. It's a funny, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a comedically framed scene. It's very
0: funny how he just he just darts out of the house and is like, uh, it was blanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I realized it was blanks. Whoops. And, uh, yeah, then they have the fight on Mount Rushmore, mm. which my only gripe with the film, my one gripe, yes. my only gripe with this film. That's right. I have one you gripe. Only,
2: you you love this movie aside from this one little gripe.
0: One little gripe. Even the whole, like, mother being the same age thing. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm not Sandra. I can use my fucking imagination. That's true. I can't. I famously cannot. <laughs> it's So they have this fight scene, And then the bad guy drops the thing and they're about to win. The guy gets shot. And then they have this thing where she's like falling off Mount Rushmore and he has to pull her up, pull her up, pull her up. And they're in their cabin in the train and it's the end of the movie. That's it. Bye.
2: Yeah. And I was like, what? What? Well, because there is a reason for the rushed ending. Ah, okay. MGM were like Hitchcock, make this two hours, and he's like, I need an out, like two hours and fifteen minutes, and they're like, fine.
0: So I feel like I feel like it was rushed yes. because of the studio. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely, but like, it was such an abrupt ending. Like, I got whiplash from the like. See, it was well edited. It was like, suddenly we're here now, and that's the end of the film. It was just like, that was a weird way to end it. Like He could have just, and it would have been just a better ending to pull her up there... On Mount Rushmore, and they had a snog on Mount Rushmore, and that's the end of the film, right? Yeah,
2: but we've got to have the thing of, like, they're married, which is the whole point of that final bit. It's like, they're now married. Yeah, yeah, like-
0: yeah. You can see they're married, and the gag is that they're back on the train and back in the upper compartment thing, which, yes. was, uh, which was funny. That was funny.
2: I think, though, like, with Hitchcock, he likes to end his movies abruptly, because it was the same with Vertigo. That just kind of... Uh, she jumped off the tower at the end. Spoilers for Vertigo. Uh, you're in the spoiler section of North by Northwest, I guess. Yeah, what do you,
0: you mean? We just went <laughs> through the spoiler section. Spoilers, though. Spoilers, though. Spoilers.
2: Like, that one ended really
0: abruptly as well. I, I, I think that was his thing. And that is true. That did end abruptly, but that one felt like it was supposed to end abruptly because she abruptly died. Like, that was... It like it, it felt like an appropriate ending, whereas this like felt a little jarring. Mm. It was it was very jarring.
2: Oh, speaking of jarring, there was a point it's kinda of like how whenever a movie explains what an emp is nowadays they still do that <laughs> we know what an emp is don't need to explain yeah. it. in this movie they explain what a blank is mm. they're like well it's what happens when you use the duh d- but without any of the duh in it and it does the thing but it doesn't hurt you and they go for like 30 seconds explaining what a
0: blank is which i thought was very funny there there, there is a bit of that there is a bit of that but i felt like It wasn't too bad, because he was explaining it, it's like an old Russian trick, you know? The the whole, like, shoot your partner to get rid of suspicion. So, like, I thought that additional information made it a bit more, you know... But, uh, yes, definitely. There's always that little, like, technology of the time, and, uh, movies having to explain technology to an audience that doesn't understand them. And then, years later, people understand the technology very well, more than the movie did itself, and pointing and laughing at it.
2: Some final things to note here, we mentioned with Vertigo that they're remaking that with Robert Downey Jr. They've never remade North by Northwest, and there is no plans to. There is a film in the 70s with Gene Wilder that is similar to this, called Silver Streak, but they've never actually remade North by Northwest. (laughs) Aside from a stage adaptation that only played in Melbourne in 2015. Whoa! That I went to
0: see... No. And it was fine. Wow. That's crazy. Did they, So they did the whole, like, gaslighting thing on stage? They did
2: everything on stage. All the action scenes on stage as well. They, they were I can't remember, remember oh, that's how cool. they did the plane thing. I think it was a video in the background, and then he was acting on stage, I think. Wow.
0: Oh, wow.
2: For the Mount Rushmore scene, though, it was so funny. They had um a projector on the side of the stage that they would put, like, some slides in and stuff, like yeah. backgrounds. But it, it also had a space for, like, people to, like, put their hands their heads up against it so whenever you wanted a phone call you could have the actor on stage and then also project the guy's head on the background ah. to show who he's talking to for mount rushmore four stage hands just stood next to each
0: other cheek to cheek <laughs> and it was very funny and they did the final action scene on those four guys heads that's awesome that's so good I can't believe you saw it. I feel like I'm famous now. You know, I'm, I am I know someone famous who saw the one Melbourne production that ever existed. The singular one. It was fine.
2: They played up the comedy a little bit too much, I think, with that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, like this movie is really comedic. But if you have a look at it, it's written by a guy called Ernest Lehman, who was known pretty much exclusively for doing musicals. Which is so odd. He did The King and I, he did The Sound of Music, he did West Side Story, um, he did Hello Dolly, like, Mm. it's so weird that in a sea of musicals, he wrote the film that kind of set what James
0: Bond movies would be forever. I will, uh, my only other note for this film was that, uh, he, he whistles singing in the rain. He <laughs> does whistle singing in the rain. And, 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 and I thought you would notice that as well. Cause we had watched that recently. It was, it was, it was funny. I was like, Hey, I whistle that song as well. It's a banger. Do
2: you reckon after this movie, cause we don't get a sequel, obviously it could be fun to do a sequel though. Do you reckon that oh, absolutely. He- he continues being a spy. I don't think so, because he saved her from the good spy agency as well, because they were just going to let her die. Yeah. But do you think that they continue doing
0: spy missions? What do you think happens in the future of these two? Hmm. Well, we see them get married. Yeah. So we clearly have to go from that. I don't know. Hmm.
2: Do you think it's like, a, it's like a get smart scenario? They have kids, but then the kids are also spies, and they all do spy missions together. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Spy Kids? Hell yeah. Um, Yeah, I've seen Spy Kids. Spy Kids, but in the 60s with 60s technology. Yeah, that'd That'd be be fun. That'd be so cool. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. And it's like, my dad's a boring guy. He's a boring (laughs) businessman. But it's like, no, he's actually a secret agent. And it's just like, the kids are convinced he's a secret agent. And he's like, no, I am a boring businessman. I just got gaslit into this job at one point. (laughs) Oh. I think he, he's, like, constantly contacted to go on secret missions, because he's literally the best spy that has ever existed. Mm. But he hates being a spy and just doesn't want to do it. Yep. But he keeps he keeps accidentally doing, like, spy jobs for people, <laughs> and they're like, Oh my god, he said he wouldn't do it, but then he did it! He's so good!
2: That is pretty funny. I'll, I like that idea.
0: Yeah, like... Like He gets baited like by bad guys to try and do a thing, but he's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But then he ends up doing it, but they weren't expecting him to do it because he said he wouldn't do it. And then he's like, oh my god, he's the greatest spy of all time. And he's just like, I just want to hang out with my family. I just want to, you know, be a dad. Can you stop trying to make me a spy, please?
2: This episode of Oldie a Goodie is brought to you by Shakespeare Ghostbusters. After debuting The Ghostlight League with Shakespeare Aliens, we're back with a brand new retelling of the 1984 horror comedy classic. Shakespeare Ghostbusters is a hilarious retelling of the world's most famous paranormal eliminators, as if it was written by William Shakespeare himself starring friends of the show Rob Lloyd, Danny McGinley, Zach Rose, and me on Lights and Sound. This is going to be one hell of a fun show, so you're not going to want to miss it. Shakespeare Ghostbusters is at the Motley Dow House in Melbourne starting on Halloween, October 31st, and we run for the rest of that week until Saturday the 4th. Come along. There's a ticket link in the episode description. Use promo code SLIMER to get 20% off your tickets. Hope to see you there. All right, let's move on to the next one, the final one, the last movie to wrap the whole episode up with. And, Zach, this is a bloody classic. This is is the
0: big one. Oh, absolutely. This is probably what Hitchcock's known the most for. Yeah, I think so. I think this is his most famous, like, because of how innovative it was. Yeah, and that is, of course... Psycho. American Psycho
2: with Christian Bale. Um, Mm. So this is a movie. No, it's it's Psycho. It's the movie Psycho. It's the film. This is the film. It's the only film. We're going to do non-spoilers than spoilers, but also everyone knows what the... I think, not like the big twists, but... You know that this has got the shower scene. Mm, yeah. This is a slasher. This is considered one of the first American slashers. Uh, it's it's pretty... I thought... Here's my hot take, Zach. Mm. This, is re- this
0: is really good. This is a very good movie. Whoa, whoa. Do you know what my hot take is? What's your hot take? Now that we're done with the previous movie... Those movies were shit. <laughs> Those movies were garbage. I'm glad we're done with that shit. Everything good. I said about A Vertigo and North by Northwest uh can stay there actually. I thought they were they were right. But uh this film was pretty good. Yeah. I will say it. I am sad. I am sad. And I will tell you why. It's it is to do with these this film specifically. Okay. It's cuz I knew the spoiler going in. Yeah. That he was That's the spoiler. We can't say it though. We can't say it though. It's oh, a spoiler shit. We're in non-spoiler uh, section. Fuck. I forgot. God damn it. <laughs> I'm dumb. Yeah, so
2: with the spoiler, I feel like and we won't say what it is, but it's the same with Vertigo for me. Yeah, I either knew what the twist was as soon as the movie started, or yeah. it was so obvious that I figured it out. And I can't. I'm like, what is it? Too similar to other movies I've seen? I don't know. But yeah, I also, I also knew the for, spoiler for
0: specifically Psycho. I knew the spoiler going in. Yeah, and that that definitely, I was like, oh man, if I didn't know it, I would have had, I would have enjoyed this film even more. Yeah, that. But that's just a symptom of films that have a big twist. Mm. There's a lot of films out there with big twists that once you know the big twist, the movie becomes slightly less on the second watch. Like a sixth sense, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the Sixth Sense, but I know the spoiler for that. You don't need to ever watch it because you know the spoiler. Yeah, and I don't want to watch it because I know the spoiler, <laughs> exactly. and that's like the whole point of the fucking film. I
2: think with Psycho, though, even if you know the twist, this is worth a watch. I-, I, I think so as well. I think so as well. Yeah, this is this movie from like a technical standpoint. This is incredible. The amount of detail just in the sets for this, the amount of like imagery. It's it's so it's so good. It's so tense. It's radic- it's just it everyone sucks in this film. It's just it's fantastic.
0: I like it. I liked the story. I wasn't expecting to like the story as much as I would. Cause you know, you know those psycho killer ones. It's like, oh yeah, a couple of teens go into a fucking cabin. They start fucking around and then they get stabbed. Yes. It's like, oh yeah. Typical psycho story. But no. This one was this one was interesting. This one was fun. I liked yeah. I liked the uh like the, the character development, the, the tragic events that unfold, that sort of fold and lead into one another, you know?
2: Exactly. Well, this movie is known for, um, like, the Italians were already doing early slashes at this point, but this is known for bringing the idea of a slasher movie into... The American public, which of course then means that it's an actual thing, because it was not in Hollywood. It's not a real. That's not a trend. No one gets No one. That's true. That's a fact. That's a fact. (laughs) But also, this movie also really pushed like censorship at the time as well. Like ah yeah, in terms of like what was acceptable for violence, for even Mm. like sex, this pushed it yeah so far that it kind of changed the landscape of what was acceptable in movies forever, really. It punctured the barrier. It did. Much like the melon was punctured with the knife.
0: Ah, that was the thing I was going for. It, It stabbed its way in through the things. But I think it's done really cleverly. Do we... Will we talk about it in spoilers or... I reckon we'll talk um, about it in spoilers. Even though everyone knows. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk about it in spoilers. Um, But yeah, very, very good. I liked all the characters. Yeah, you, you liked the characters. Yeah. Okay. Well, I liked how terrible they were.
2: Yeah, because I like when it, it started, I was like, part of me feels like Zach's going to be like, I don't care about characters. I just waiting for them to die. But also, I'm glad that you did like them, because I do think that this is really well written. Like, the characters are really good in this.
0: Look... I don't care about shitty characters being dumb. Uh, none of these characters were dumb. They were just assholes, which is realistic. <laughs> I like some realistic characters. She's like, she makes, a, I, I really like her character. God, it's another spoiler. I'm just i just ready to spoil this film that I swore swore to myself I wouldn't spoil because I was annoyed that I was spoiled. And then I'm just like, <laughs> here's a spoiler, there's a spoiler, there's a spoiler but the characters were were relatable and i was like hey we've all done a murder before you know we have. very relatable stuff you know that's true so it was good uh and of course special effects were great we'll talk about them in a second because they're kind of like the most iconic thing about this movie and uh the soundtrack that was that's very fun and, uh, i i love the when it comes on I was so confused because I've heard the music before, played in media as like a joke. For me, it 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 I relate the music to comedically used as a parody.
2: Oh, I gotcha! Kind of like the Jaws theme and how that was then yes, parodied exactly. so much. I gotcha,
0: exactly. Because it's such an iconic music soundtrack, I've heard it so many times before, but mm. never in its actual context. Yeah, so it, it sounded. Almost weird to be, but it was also amusing, and it was, yeah, it's a very good. Yeah, well, fun fact,
2: Zach, the music is by Bernard Herrmann, who did do the soundtrack for Vertigo and North by Northwest as well. He did all three films.
0: Ah, there you go. I think,
2: without a doubt, I'm safe saying that this is the scariest film we've done this year. And we've done a lot of horrors, but this is the scariest one for sure.
0: I yeah, I I wouldn't say scary specifically for me but tense mm. definitely. That whole like because we know that people are getting uh spoiler, people die in this film. What? In a horror film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we know they're dying and we they they're essentially doing the thing where everyone's like, "No, don't do that. You're going to get killed." Oh no. my god. But then the the characters do that. Yeah. But it didn't feel like they were doing it cuz they were dumb. They were doing it. It's because what they logically did, and that's the bit that really uh, I think. When I don't care about characters, is when they're just dumb for the sake of the movie. You don't need to. You don't need to like make up shit to make people dumb. People are already dumb to begin with. Just make him do normal shit and end up being dumb. You know.
2: A couple very quick things, because we do have to, uh, to rate it, but just some fun facts as well. Ooh. This movie, Zach, um, yes, it's directed by Hitchcock. It's got a lot of his the same team behind what he did with previous stuff, with, like, the music and the cinematography. But the crew of this, and also the reason why it's shot in black and white is because this was made by a TV crew, a crew who had only done TV ah, shows before. Ah, yes, yes, Which yes. is why, I mean, this is a... Sw- like, you're making a movie this violent, this explicit, like, at, like during the 60s? That's a pretty big move for, for Universal, um, or for Paramount, whoever made this. And that's why this cost... Only $800,000. This is incredibly cheap. Wow. But it made $50 million at the time, which is which is huge.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good profit margin, I'd say.
2: <laughs> That's pretty incredible. So without a doubt made stuff like The Exorcist. Like that was locked in at this point. They were like, yeah, horror is a thing now. Um, This movie stars Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates. He's fucking incredible. Really You good. like him, but you hate that you like him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really good. Really good but also plain Marion Crane who's kind of the main character is Janet Leigh considered the first scream queen cuz she was in the first slasher movie where she, she does a big scream you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah scream yeah. queen thing her daughter is Jamie Lee Curtis who is the she's Laurie in Halloween who no! is known as the first franchise what? scream queen cuz that movie set off the whole slasher craze in the 80s i'm going to i'm going to do that fan like Yeah, (laughs) scream that's pretty that's pretty cool i think that's really cool yeah that's that's really really cool cool. and i think i think they were in a movie together at some point yeah yeah, i think it might be one of the john carpenter ones not halloween i think it was the fog which is spooky pirate ghosts that movie's really fun (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm gonna give this without a doubt a solid goodie i'm i'm trying to decide if this is my favorite movie of the year so far it
0: might be i don't know I can tell you, I think out of these three, I think I'd go Vertigo, North by Northwest, and Psycho. Out of my, like, three, maybe I'd put North by Northwest before this, because I think Psycho does go on a little bit long. Well, that's what we'll get to, is Psycho's pacing
2: is very
0: odd. Yeah, I think that's the only criticism of Psycho I had, is North by Northwest was a longer film, yes, but it didn't feel like a longer film. Mm. Whereas in Psycho, it felt long, even though it was shorter. For sure, yeah. uh sp- specifically uh, one scene, which we'll get to. But anyway, I rated Goody. It's a good film. Uh that that was that was me ramble. That's goodies across the board. Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning! Oh my goodness, she dies! Oh my god! Yeah, when you when you said main character, I'm like, "Well, main character for the first quarter of the film, Even the first half. <laughs> huh? I think
2: she dies right at the halfway mark, which is which is kind of cool." I love Okay, so I love so much stuff about the first half of the movie where it's all from her perspective. Everything sc- literally every character she comes in touch with is scary.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. they're all
2: scary. <laughs> like every single one of them aside from the used car salesman is the
0: fucking worst
2: basically.
0: Well, well, they're scary because of the music, because of the tension, what you're feeling. You're suspicious of everyone. You're feeling what she's feeling. Like, well, there is that guy who flirts with her who is a big piece of shit, but he's also a rich piece of shit. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You're right. Everyone she comes across is like, who the fuck are you? Why are you acting so weird? I don't know what's going on. I will say, she is the most suspicious person on the fucking planet. Without a doubt.
2: But that's because she's stolen $40,000 from work, which the equivalent today yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. is like, that's a lot of money. It's it's an insane amount of money. Look, it's a lot of money. Because, yeah, she's got the secret romance with a guy, and but he's really poor, so she's stealing the money for him. But, yeah. She's like confronted by a cop and she acts the most suspicious possible in front of the cop. And I'm just like, lady, if you just played it cool for five seconds, he would be gone. I don't
2: know. The way that that cop is framed is like, he, he's, he's horrifying. (laughs) He's like a fucking, he's like a lion Mm. just waiting, just, just waiting the entire time. It's very scary.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, and I think that's on purpose from her perspective, right? That's 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 what they're trying to say, and it's 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 done really well, which is great. Mm. But like, if you take a if you take a step back, you just go if you if she had just gone, oh yeah, I'm cool, officer. Have a nice day. I was just pulled over because I was sleepy. He'd be like, cool. You have a good one. I'm going to go. I don't know. I feel like this cop would still probably follow her around. I feel like you're reading into this cop a lot. <laughs> like, she was acting, su- from the get-go, she starts acting suspiciously. And and the cop's there for a reason, right? He's, he's like, huh, there's a random car on the side of the road. Let me check it out. And then she starts acting as suspicious as possible. So he's like, well, I got to figure out what the fuck she's up to. Um, some other, like,
2: technical stuff from the start of it as well. I like how we never get any backstory on her. Every exposition yeah. scene is just a man info dumping at her. That's literally every single exposition scene.
0: Oh, right. Mansplaining.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I and mean, then I also liked how, um, when- she goes to the hotel, she meets Norman Bates, she goes into his office. This was something that my partner brought up as well. His office is full of birds, and every single bird is angled to look at her. Mm. Which is, one, horrifying. Ah. But also, two, every bird that is in frame with him is a bird of prey. Every bird that's in frame with her is a small, it's like a canary. Whoa. It, that is the prey, which is
0: pretty cool. I didn't notice that at all. That's great. The amount of fucking detail that went into this movie yeah. is insane. I did like that scene because you could think he puts, he purposely turns all of them to look at the chair that he puts the guests in. Yeah. I mean, probably because he's done this so many times before.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's so cool, because everything that happens to her at the start is really scary. Aside from the used car salesman, who is the chillest used car
0: salesman I think I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) I like, he he leads the conversation with, ah, the first customer's always trouble. Don't give me any trouble. I don't want to deal with it. Anyway, what can I deal for you, you know? He was great. And he's like, hey, I could give you this for this, this, and this, you know? That'll be $700. $700. Ah, I see. Now you've got to argue with. Oh, nope. You don't want to argue with me. Okay. This is fucking weird. <laughs> Again, she acts so suspiciously.
2: She's very sus. It's true. Yeah. It is true. Um, So she gets myrtled. She gets myrtled. Ooh, big myrtle. By the way, a scene where we don't see any full frontal nudity, but like. No, no, no. It's, cu- it's like, this is. In the 60s? People were prudes back then. They allowed this on their cinemas?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was going to say. For our standards, this is pretty tame, but, like, it's done really well where you have the stabbing. You don't see any stabs, like, stabbing into her. You just hear the screams, you see the stabs, and you see the blood, and that's
2: it. I mean, it's the same as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, you don't see anything. It's just all the sound and the implication of what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's done really well, I think, around that sort of, like, prudishness. You can't show stabbing and blood and gore and other things, but, like it's done in a way that it's very believable. Yeah, and that's all because of the special effects, Zach. Yes, which I think we all we we all know why we're here. We're here to slurp up that delicious Hershey's sauce. That's
2: right. They used because this movie was filmed in black and white because it was so low budget that they couldn't afford color. Uh yeah. They used chocolate sauce for the blood, which is smart.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, that makes sense. It kind of has a rough consistency of it. Like and uh it splashes well into the water and stuff it's great as it's very good uh if you want to kill someone just slab
2: them in her <laughs> yeah and like her screaming the soundtrack the cinematography how she's only kind of in the right side of the frame for that entire sequence. Mm. We never see
0: her in the full frame aside from the actual, like, the stabbing itself. It's it's great. Not knowing the spoiler was pretty good, though, because when the curtain opens, you see the silhouette of a woman. And so you're like, oh, it's the, the mum. Well,
2: yeah. Unfortunately, I already knew that I didn't know that he was, like, I knew that he did the killing. I didn't know that the mum in the house was necessarily him. I'm like, that voice sounds ah. weird and fake, but I think that's him. I don't know. Oh, okay.
0: But oh, interesting. Okay. I yeah, knew yeah, that yeah. he
2: dresses up as the mum and I knew that he does the killing. I didn't know necessarily right. that he's got another personality.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. There, there wasn't another person that he was just pretending to be at the time. Yeah. Which we'll get into the whole that part. That's where the, the movie
2: falls apart a little bit, but we'll get what do you you mean? Just the final eight minutes of the
0: movie where... What do you mean? (laughs) That was the best part of the film. (laughs) I loved it. No, um, but uh, yeah, uh, he does uh, a quick murder on it. Quick stabby stab, jabby jab, uh, and then uh, disposes the car in like a tar pit that they have out back. Yeah, well, yeah, like he
2: goes through the whole room so methodically... Just cleaning up, and it's like
0: ten minutes of the movie, and it's That that that's where I'm gonna put my foot down. Oh, you didn't like that. I I was like, that's great and all, but specifically for the bathroom, this could have been a minute and a half scene at most. <laughs> okay. And then we could have moved on with the fucking film. I get it. He's being methodical, alright? I've I've done cleaning before. I've cleaned a bathroom. Well, I think it's like
2: because this is the '60s, and in many ways, this was the first slashing ever shown to a large audience, particularly a large American audience. Yeah, which is, of course, the only audience that exists. Because of that, you need something to just let the tension drop for a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I yeah. You know what? I knowing the context for that, I think, helps a lot because it's also showing how much blood there was. Oh, yeah. Like, everywhere. Yeah. I think that bit was good. Oh, my God.
2: And the scene where she's lying on the fucking bathroom tiles, it just holds on her. She's like a fucking... Yeah, like she is prey in that
0: scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's,
0: ah, so good. Anyway. It, it, yeah, that, that bit was good. I'll, I'll admit, look, not all of that was bad. I'm just saying, it was a little long. It was a little long. Right. It was just a little long.
2: It was very David Lynch, a guy cleaning a bar for six minutes halfway through an episode of Twin Peaks. Like, it, is yeah, very... yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Like, it was just a little <laughs> long. That's all. That's all. Look, keep it in the, keep it in your film. I don't, I don't care that much. Yeah. It was just like, Uh, I've seen someone clean a bathroom before. But it did emphasize all the blood and stuff. I understand. I understand.
2: And I like as well how... Because the thing with this movie that everyone always talks about is how you follow her, she's the main character, but then she dies, and then you're like, wait, the movie's still going? What? What?
0: I, I loved that. It's good. I loved that. I think things need to do that more where they switch main characters. We I mean we saw that last year with a film called Barbarian, but it was
2: shit. Where like you follow a character and then oh no, they're dead now. Spoilers. Oh no, they're dead now and now we got a new main character. Well, here's the thing. Uh, just do that but don't
0: have a shit
2: film. <laughs> I mean that's true. Just do that but don't have it be shit. That is a good point. You gotta do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Look, it's 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 a A thing in books a lot more than film, because it makes more sense. In film, it's harder to do that sort of thing. It's hard to sell a movie like that as well. Oh, like, absolutely. make it seem yeah. like someone's the main
2: character, but then they die halfway
0: through, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. A lot of films now have the whole thing of we've got a famous person as the main. Oh my God. I would fucking love if a rock movie he just dies halfway through and Oh happens. my God. That'd be <laughs> so fucking him. good. And it's just like, ah, here's Kevin Hart for half an <laughs> hour then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart just becomes the main character. Or, like, who's, like, the opposite of The Rock?
0: Like, Kevin Hart? Yeah, I guess Kevin Hart <laughs> is the opposite of The Rock. You're kind of no, right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That- <laughs> They're just a funny Jewish, so I uh, I thought of Kevin Hart. But, uh, yeah, you could have, oh, Daddy DeVito, maybe, you know. It'd be good. I would love a movie to, oh, that would be good, actually, mm. to have a, twi- a rock movie where twist- They literally advertise it as a rock movie. Yeah. But the purpose is that their twist is that, and it's based around that whole big twist that they just kill the rock off. That would be funny. I mean,
2: they would never do that, and we'd probably get... Because, like, if to get a big actor like that, it would have to be a franchise movie. Mm -hmm. So Mm. it it would essentially... I mean, that's kind of why people hated The Last Jedi, is because they were like, oh, my God, it's a Luke Skywalker movie. This is incredible. And then he's like, I don't want to be a Jedi. Fuck this shit. And all the fans were like, oh but we wanted the the thing from our childhood, the dreams that we had.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. That's different, because they're not killing off the character. Well, they did kill off Luke, but also... (laughs) Oh, well, they did do that, but more (laughs) to the point, they they killed off the person who he is. The the character, not the actor. Like, because they killed off Harrison Ford. I think everyone was okay with that. Everyone was cool. Everyone was like, yeah, Harrison Ford's done with the series. He's out. He he wants out. Yeah, and it was a good dramatic scene that really emphasized Kylo Ren's sort of uh, transition to the dark side. That's true. Uh, too bad the rest of the films were shit. Yeah, anyway, Last Jedi
2: is great. It's just the it's just the, the last one that's bad. Nope, just the last one's bad. Nope. Anyway, we're not talking about Last Jedi. We're doing an Alfred Hitchcock special. This is not what people that, come oh, here. Sorry. For. Yeah. The cross section between <laughs> yeah. people who like Alfred Hitchcock and people who like Star Wars, there is no cross
0: <laughs> specifically section. That, that is specifically that. <laughs> specifically that movie. Yeah. No. Um, anyway, uh, I'll take any time to shit on that fucking movie. You're wrong, Sandro. We will do Star Wars at some point. I don't know when. We'll do it at some point.
2: Anyway, I loved how he cleaned up. I loved how the the main character becomes... Abagast or whatever his name was, the detective, and his death. Yeah, that that, that jump scare got me. That jump scare actually kind of got me. Yeah, even yeah. just like like Norman and Bates just like
0: rushing out of a room to kill him. That was yeah, that was kind of frightening actually. That's true. That's true. I wasn't expecting him to die at that point. Yeah, and um, he their their interactions are so tense. Like when he's like. At first, it's, like, niceties, everything's normal. And then he starts questioning him, and he becomes more flustered. Yes. And, like, making mistakes. I was starting to sweat. You know? I was like, what the fuck? What's this gonna end with? And, yeah, of course, it ends with a bit of a a stabby-stabby-jabby-jabby. But, like, he, the detective not, like, figuring it out in time Mm -hmm. to then just get murdered? Oof. Yeah. Oof.
2: It's really good. Um, and then the main character becomes the boyfriend f- from the start, and uh, yeah, yeah, and her sister, which is really cool. Though I do like how you're kind of rooting for Norman Bates a little bit, because like oh, he- absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. The actor is fucking incredible. It's so he's so charismatic as this guy. It's so good. Like you, you, you're kind of rooting for him. Which, by the way, in this. 60s rooting for a bad guy yeah yeah. again yeah. it kind of pushes the boundary a little bit they haven't done anything
0: like that since no since uh, up until endgame um <laughs>
2: never they never did that <laughs> um yeah, it's really, it's really well done. Uh, but then, Zach, we we, we got to talk about the twist. We got to talk about the twist. This whole time, you think it's the mum doing the murders, the crazy mum in the house she's doing the murders, but it's obviously not the mum doing the murders. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, 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 it's good.
0: I want to know if audiences at the time figured this, figured this out or not. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. There's, there's no way... That, like, they figured it out. The twist would have been amazing. They would have been like, holy shit, it was him the whole fucking time. Especially when they had that specific scene where he carries out her body. Yeah. Where he, like, argues with her and then carries out the body. You're like, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's revealed, oh, wait, she's dead and he's it. And then it's, like, revealed, like, you see him and, like... The cross dressing and it's like whoa! It was him the whole it was time. Him the whole
2: time. Which okay, look from a, a science perspective, this film is kind of this this that this, this is not how it works.
0: When they go when they go into the psychiatric scene yes. and he's like explaining it all, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: When he's like, well, the tra- trauma—he's got dissociative identity disorder. I'm like, this is not how any of this works. This is not at all correct. But
0: also, it's the '60s, and they had no fucking idea what they were talking about. They were still lobotomizing people. They didn't—they didn't quite understand it back then. Yeah, no. Um, but
2: my thing is, like, whenever. It's the same with the M. Night Shyamalan movie Split, which is the same sort of thing. He's got a bunch of different personalities. Even fucking Doom Patrol, one of the characters. Crazy Jane has got a bunch. With movies and shows like that, I'm always like, well, it's a supernatural thing. It's not science-based, so I can kind of write it out a little bit, but... It
0: is pretty fucking dumb how they explain it because it, t- it just doesn't hold up at all. Yeah. But um, it's a cool twist. I, I think it-, it it's realistic for the time is what they would think is the problem, right?
2: Yeah. And also like horror at the, like we saw it with the giant monster movies, like horror was rooted in science that they didn't actually know much about. Yeah, That's yeah. That's pretty much because it was like, we vaguely know about the idea of this thing. This bit of the
0: film is actually just sci-fi. I would agree. It is sci-fi. But it's it's a different science. It's psychiatric science, which unfortunately, back then, they didn't know much about. They had no idea what they were doing. So, like,
2: you know. I do like how, um, and I'm interested in seeing how they tackle this in the sequels. There are sequels to this. We'll get to it in a bit. What? But, like, the idea that at the end of the movie, Norman Bates no longer exists. It's just the mum now? Just the mum has yeah, taken yeah, over yeah. his mind? Which is interesting. That final shot, though, where he's grinning at the camera and then the skeleton comes It That was cool.
0: Yes, let them see the fly on my hand. You see, I wouldn't hurt a fly. And then his, like, smile... His psychotic smile. Holy shit! I was like, "Damn, damn, he's a stone cold killer." <laughs> damn, that was awesome. It is very
2: eighties B movie cheesy shit at that point. Oh, yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. That was so dumb. Awesome. But it's very yeah, like it's what we love about eighties B movies, as we've done on this podcast for many years. Like, it's, absolutely, it's cool. It is cool.
0: But I like how it's his inner monologue and you can just see how crazy he is because mm. he's like oh my god i bet they're watching me and it's like no one no one's watching him no one no one cares but he's like doing this whole inner monologue thing where he doesn't swat a fly mm. which of course the cops wouldn't be noting how he doesn't swat a fly <laughs> but like in his inner monologue it's like yeah i wouldn't swat this fly because of course i wouldn't hurt a fly ha ha ha
2: so yeah, that's, that's, that's Psycho. That is Psycho. Um, I, Great stuff. It's great. It, you know, it revolutionized the game, changed the game, made things, mm. made things good and changed movies and made horror, which I love horror. It's so good. And this is a good movie. I like this.
0: I think, I think Psycho is a better film than North by Northwest, but like North by Northwest is like one of my preferred types of film. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, North by Northwest is like,
2: it's just a blockbuster, whereas this has a yeah. bit more thought behind it, but also... Yeah,
0: so I think Psycho's the better film overall, yeah. but, like, North by Northwest appeals to me mm. in what it does, you know? Yeah. So I'd probably put them at a similar, and then put Psycho maybe a little little bit above but I did really love North by Northwest. Vertigo can suck it though. Vertigo was the worst one out of all of these, for sure. Ver- <laughs> Vertigo was actually just a bad film. No, I, I, the first 40 <laughs> minutes of Vertigo were good and then it kind of no, shit the better no, bit. it was good. It was good. I'm joking. I'm joking. It was good. Like
2: I'm giving Vertigo a four. I think I'm giving North by Northwest 4.5 and then a full five to
0: Psycho is kind of what I'm doing. I'm giving, I'm giving Vertigo a 3.5. Uh, North by Northwest and Soko, both 4.5s, I think. If I was to pick one of them, I'd pick Psycho, obviously, better. But I did really like North by Northwest.
2: Oh, one other thing to mention was uh, a character in it is also called Illumis, which is... Dr. Loomis in Halloween ah. they, they took the name from this But then also in Scream One of the character's last names is Loomis Which is a reference to Halloween Which is a reference to Psycho uh,
0: And then in Harry Potter no. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and then <laughs> Yeah in terms of the, in terms of the the franchise though it did continue in the 80s obviously they brought this back in the 80s they did Psycho 2 which is actually adapted from a book which was written by the original author which is pretty cool um and that one is apparently pretty good it's Norman Bates comes out of prison 20 something years later and continues to fight with the the mum personality and shit which is you know
0: that one's apparently pretty good i could see a film where it's just that actor struggling with his like psychotic yeah. episodes yeah. being a great film just because that actor was so good. <laughs> he's good, yeah. Well yes.
2: So he's in Psycho two, and then he's also in Psycho Three as well, which came out a, a few years later. Uh no idea what that what that one's about. But uh I'm I I wanna watch two and three. I do wanna watch them because it'd be fun. Then they did a Bates Motel. TV film which is a direct sequel To one they did that thing where they Ignored two and three and then just went straight to one Ah uh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. Interesting uh, but at that point they Had recast him I think Ah um, uh, don't care but then in Psycho 4 Zach Ooh. They did a prequel Ah uh, yes I was wondering where the prequel was gonna happen But then Zach in 1998 oh, They did God. a shot by shot remake Of Psycho for no
0: fucking reason <laughs> Not, Why did they Make this movie <laughs> Oh, my God. Wait, shot by shot, like, they just made the same film? Yes. Except I think it's in colour. Oh, okay. I could see colour. But then you can't have the Hershey's chocolate sauce. Exactly. What are you
2: doing? And then there is the Bates Hotel TV show, which is all about the mum and the dad and the the mum and the son, and they they have a hotel, and it went for five seasons, and... I think Lady Gaga's in it at some point. <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a franchise. It is interesting how out of all of the the Hitchcock movies, this one became a franchise because this is the horror one and all horror movies must have a bunch of useless fr- franchise. Yeah, singles. yeah, yeah.
0: Like I could see North by Northwest getting, you know, a franchise. Yeah. That could be good. Not Vertigo, fuck Vertigo, but, um, yeah. Vertigo getting a
2: sequel just wouldn't make sense. Now he's scared of spiders. Now nuns. it's arachnophobia. <laughs> he's scared of nuns oh, now. Oh, nuns now. Nuns,
0: kill- nuns <laughs> killed his girlfriend, now he's scared of nuns.
2: That's the whole episode, though. That's it, that's it. Um, we're done. Although the the void that I'm stuck in, no exit has appeared. Maybe you need to pick the next movie for the ah, cycle to be completed yes. so that you, we can you, leave you the void. You just need to
0: complete the, the story arc. You need mm. to get off all those story beats for the podcast for the timeline to be uh, complete. That makes sense. That makes perfect logical sense.
2: Which I guess means that I should mention that if you like the show, you should follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Mm,
0: yes, that's part of the canon timeline. That's, part of, that's a canon event.
2: Uh, you should review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you haven't yet. That will help us release us from the void.
0: Yeah, if you don't, you're ruining the timeline. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
2: Uh, To help
0: get us out of the void, subscribe to our
2: YouTube and drop a comment on an episode. Yeah, and check out our Patreon.
0: Mm. If you want us to escape the
2: time zone, give us money. Go to (laughs) patreon.com forward slash Pod, where up right now is the first episode of our October
0: mega series on troll. Oh, my God, Troll. Troll was so good. I mean, or it could have been bad. I don't know. Maybe you need to check out the episode. Mm. Mm, we
2: did Troll number one, and uh, coming out on Wednesday, first we're
1: going to review her, then we're going to review me.
2: Oh, my, my God. God. One of the best, worst movies of all time, patreon.com forward slash Um Plus, up there right now, if you're listening to this, w- w- when it comes out, or after it comes out, because the post is still up there, uh, head over to Patreon. There's a public post. It's a poll where you can help decide what we do on the show next year, because we don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, what are we going to do? Uh, there's, there's a couple of good options there. Mm. I, like, I like all the options. It could be fun. We
2: could, like, keep doing what we're doing. We could go back to our old format. We could completely switch it up. All up to you. Who,
0: who knows? Or we'll just not do what the poll yeah we'll just if the, if the poll's wrong we'll just ignore it and do something different
2: exactly so that's up on patreon.com forward slash oldie pod it's a public post you don't need to be subscribed you don't need to drop any money uh, you just get access to that to that poll uh, as soon as this episode goes live on the main feed but I mean you can subscribe for bonus episodes and, and add free stuff as well if you want uh, Zach you gotta pick the next the next one so the, the void the portal can open yeah, yeah, I need, to pick the, I need to pick the
0: next week's film, so let me... Uh- and
2: I mean, we just did Psycho from 1960, so I guess it's 1961. Also, Zach, I did kind of pick the Plan 9 from Outer Space, and then I also, in a bit of a hurry, picked everything we did on this... Episode, which was three movies. So mm. if you if you want to pick the next two movies, I think that's fair. Oh
0: yeah, I I, I could do that if you want. Yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not uh, opposed to that. Yeah. Do you want me to pick both now, or just pick one this week and one next week?
2: I reckon one this week, one next week. Yeah yeah yeah, that seems like a good idea.
0: Uh, so Sandro. Uh- First pick, how about Judgment at Nuremberg? Judgment at Nuremberg. A three-hour documentary about the Nuremberg trials.
2: This looks really good, but we did just do three movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no.
0: That was that was uh, a joke. That was what a joke. about
2: West Side Story? A two and a half hour long um, adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, but it's set in it's set in a city, and they're
0: singing. They mm. wanna be in America. What about The Parent Trap? Oh. The 1961 film, not the modern film, which I have seen. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, But no, the original. See, it's, it it, it's got a very high score. It's got good ratings. That could be good. Oh, but what about 101 Dalmatians,
2: where a woman wants to kill the pups?
0: You see, Sandro, I don't really understand that film. You know, I can't really relate to the bad guy. I wish they had, like, a separate film... That went into that, but also has nothing to do with this fucking film whatsoever. (gasps) There's Mysterious Island, but we've done, we've already done that. Oh, we we did do that. We could do it again, though. (laughs) We could do it again. What about, Sajo, The Day the Earth Caught Fire? Oh my
2: god, I thought you were going
0: to say The Day the Earth Stood Still. No, this is very distinctly different. No, this is The Day the Earth Caught Fire, which is slightly different. What about Breakfast
2: at Tiffany's, which is a rom-com that I like, but you won't like it? Do you want to pick that one? You want to pick that
0: one? (laughs) Uh, I'm like being dead. Hey, hey buddy, you want to pick that one? (laughs) I know what film I'm picking. You know what film you're picking? Yeah, and by the poster alone, I want to watch this film, because the poster for this is incredible, and it is a Disney film. (gasps) Yes, but not an animated Disney film. Don't go too crazy there. Damn, I thought that we would eventually do one of those. That's a shame. Nope, fuck them. Uh, They're all garbage, collectively. That's fair. I would like to do The Absent-Minded Professor. (laughs) The original Flubber movie? Yeah. You're going to pick the original Flubber film? Get me some Flubber. What a random pick. Hell yeah. Because the poster looks amazing. This looks like it's going to be real dumb. And I'm down for it. All right. Well, next week. Oh, what? Sandro, look. Oh.
2: A rift's opening up. Oh my God, you picked the movie and now we can leave it. Alright, well then if I walk through this, I should be back in the, the in 1961, right? And the orphan will yeah, be yeah, there, yeah. and everything will be back
0: to normal. Orphan? Oh yeah, you had an orphan! Oh my god, I yeah. totally forgot about that. Oh. I, yeah, I'm sure he'll be there. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Surely. Uh, Go, go, go through the portal. We
2: don't only have like nine episodes of the year left and we got to wrap this story up somehow so we might do something involving the orphan that'll put him in mortal danger.
0: That's crazy, Sandra. That's what? who do that? Anyway, I'm going to leave Percy Spencer here because like he's probably got to get back to his time as well.
2: Can I leave and go into the 60s and then we shut the portal and leave Percy Spencer in here? Because he's kind of been wow. showing up a lot this year.
0: Wow, he showed up twice, and you want to trap him in limbo? Yeah, he showed, he showed up three times, I think. Yeah, sure, you could do that. I don't care
2: because I feel like part of me feels like Percy Spencer
0: might be working for Harry Grindel Matthews. That seems fair. That seems likely in the scenario. He did invent a time machine accidentally, so so I think maybe we leave him here in limbo. All right, fair enough. I will leave, oh, and
2: I'm going to sneak out of the portal into the '60s. What's going to happen? There's Cold War. There's flying cars, apparently, and there's more movies to discover. Farewell, listeners, and I will see you next week as we continue on Oldie but a Goodie. What are we a sitcom? <laughs>